everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to welcome my guest and friend to the show today, Chris Hahn from Nividus. Hey, Chris, how are you? And welcome back. I'm good. Thanks, Sean. Good to be back. Appreciate it. Yeah. Super excited to talk more about your work and the work that we're doing over here at Next Step as well. Also, because it has, you know, we were talking about this before, dramatic implications for being able to make improvements, in particular in the mid-market, accounting firms, finance firms, a lot of professional services as it refers to RPA, robotic process automation. Um, but before we go too deep, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about your background, a little bit more about Nividus, and then we'll, we'll dive into RPA. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, a little bit of my background, I actually started off in the financial services industry and uh, about, uh, oh, geez, I guess it's about eight years ago, I got out of the industry. Uh, you know, just... Uh, I had had enough um, and was looking to, you know, just make a change in my career and, and took some time off and, you know, got involved in the tech space uh, and ultimately landed here at Nividus a few years back. And it, it, I've just been a great experience thus far. And, um, you know, it's really exciting to grow, grow this company in a, in a space that is just booming, um, you know, and trying to get our market share and, and uh, do it while things are, things are hot. So, so it's been a really good experience so far in Nividus and, uh, yeah, a little bit about my background. So hope that helps. Definitely. And agreed. It's a very exciting time for sure, especially given the work that we do, but our backgrounds are also similar as well too. I spent a greater part of about 10 years in uh, finance as well also, and focusing on the very early versions of what was what made for automation back then or automating processes and receiving the ROI from it. But uh, as you know very well, being an expert in this yourself, it has come a very long way, which is a particularly, uh, particularly exciting element of like what's going on at the moment. So if you wouldn't mind for the listeners to get a better idea, can you talk a little bit more about what Nividus is and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. So Nividus, uh, uh 11-year-old company uh, this summer, a uh, few hundred employees are coming up on about a few hundred employees. And uh, what we focus on is, uh, is helping companies identify repetitive and, and mundane tasks that are holding back their employees from focusing on more mission critical work, more critical thinking type of tasks. What we're able to do is, uh, is train software bots that we built to execute those processes in a fraction of the time it takes an employee. So really the idea is that we're freeing them up. Furthermore, these bots don't make mistakes. So that can be incredibly valuable, especially in, in uh, financial services or healthcare, where they're highly regulated, you know, compliance-driven industries, where mistakes are costly and, and we're human, we make them. So um, these bots work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not taking breaks. So the amount of workload that they can handle is massive. Um, and it's, it's just exciting to see how different companies are leveraging the tool uh, to, to create, you know, uh, much more efficient processes um, and ultimately save time and money, right? That's, that's the goal. Um, and help companies scale. That's what I get most excited about, Sean, is when we're working with companies that, you know, are, are you know, relatively early in their, uh, you know, in their life cycle and, and they're trying to figure out how to scale and, and this can be a great tool to do so. Uh, we work with all size companies. We work with companies that, uh, are some of the largest in the world. And then, you know, companies that, um, you know, maybe are pretty early on in their, in their infancy and, and trying to, you know, grow their business. So, um, and, and also very agnostic in terms of industry. Uh, while we do have focuses on healthcare and financial services and life sciences, uh, there's very few industries we haven't touched. Well said, and exciting times for sure. 
fact, many are referring to it as the fourth industrial revolution with a heavy yeah. focus on automation, but as it pertains to knowledge work being the distinction between previous revolutions that largely focused on labor. So as you mentioned, right, there's a lot of time that we can get back and a lot of significant like error reduction that we can benefit from as part of the process as well too, that these so-called like digital workers or software bots are capable of. Uh, it really extends the capabilities of just about any team. You mentioned working across industry, of course, on this show, we talk a lot about accounting firms, finance firms, professional services in particular, which have a lot of these busy work elements as part of their critical day-to-day processes. And it's where a lot of time goes. A lot of them don't even realize that how far the technology has come in terms of what it can do and how much you can automate, right? You can train almost a digital worker now up to and including portions of what you might've trained an actual team member to do before, except a lot faster, a lot cheaper, a lot more efficient, a lot less errors, all the hip stuff that you talked about. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about the use cases you guys have seen or perhaps deployed to in particular, like professional services and accounting, finance. Can you give us some examples of you know, what the technology can do, what you've seen it do, and how these you know, custom, potential future customers should be thinking of it? Yeah. Yeah. So first we, we target the repetitive, right? Because what we want to do is, is find those tasks that we know, you know, are being, being done over and over and over again and done, going to continue to be done repetitively. Um, and, and oftentimes those are, you know, spreadsheet intensive, email intensive, um, document intensive type yeah. of processes where we see companies that uh, have employees that are what are just literally moving data from a document into, you know, an ERP system, let's say. Yep. Um, and, and that can be incredibly intensive, you know, time uh, spent on that. And, and it's, it's brainless. I mean, it's not rocket science to just, you know, right. cut and paste data. Um, but there hasn't been a technology until now that really allows you to do that in a very high accuracy, you know, at a, at a high, um, you know, percentage of accuracy. So, so, you know, we have, we have many different case studies, I think in, in many different business verticals too. Uh, but often they, they, do, they do come back to a lot of those you know, spreadsheets or email intensive or, or, or document intensive. I'll give you one case study, which I think is sort of easy for everyone to understand. Um, it was with a large mortgage company that, that we worked with. And um, if you're familiar with the mortgage industry, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of documentation. If you've ever applied oh, yeah. <laughs> for a, a mortgage, you probably remember the amount of you know, it's documents crazy. you're having to send in, right? It's, it's bank statements, retirement account information, you know, maybe tax returns, uh, application itself, right? So as that, as those documents are now, most of the time, it's hopefully scanned and emailed into the mortgage company for review, there's typically a loan officer that's, uh, that's receiving those emails, that's filing those documents, that's, uh, um, you know, d- downloading the document and then extracting the data into what, what's called a loan origination software, where once it's in the LOS system, much of much of it is automated, right? There's an algorithm and it spits out the, the data response that you need and, and you move forward. Um, this particular company, you know, was, was spending close to about 30, 35 minutes per applicant. Um, you know, so if the loan officer is getting, you know, four you know, new applicants a day, you know, you look at, do the math. I mean, it's a, a fair amount of time. Over two hours, and yeah. Certainly, yeah, certainly repetitive because, of, you know, they're, they're obviously they're continually getting new, new uh, uh, potential borrowers in the door. 
So what we were able to do is train a bot to really handle this step within their process uh, from an end-to-end standpoint. So when the email now comes into the firm, there is a bot that we've trained to receive that email. And through natural language processing and some machine learning, they're able to understand the subject and the body of that email. So they can actually read that email and decide or understand what to do next, right? So let's say it's a loan application. So they know, okay, well, it's a loan application. I have to file that, this PDF in a certain area. I've got to download this document. And now I have to extract the appropriate data out of this document. So it begins going through what's what we refer to as intelligent OCR. So it's not, if you're familiar with technology out there that can read documents, this is, this is much more uh, capable, much, you know, much higher quality extraction um, on, on very difficult documents than a traditional OCR tool. We use a lot more c- computer vision and, and other tools to extract data from structured or unstructured documents, which is crucial at you know, 95% accuracy on average, let's say. So when, when they download this document, they're using this technology to pull the data and then move that data directly into the LOS system. So I'm moving, leaving out some parts for the sake of time here. But um, but you can understand the impact on this. So if you know if we talked earlier about you know this taking two hours a day of of a loan officers you know for workday, then you know if we're able to these bots are able to do that you know in three to five minutes uh, per applicant. So so one bot has been able to handle it, uh, almost the entirety of their loan officers workload when it comes to just getting data into their system. And, and saving them a massive amount of money and time over the course of a year. Um, so, so that's, I think, a good case study to understand because it touches on a lot of different aspects of the technology. And, and, but in the end, it's about accuracy of input, uh, avoiding mistakes, and it's about saving time. Yeah, there's so many benefits to it. A couple of things you mentioned that I would highlight for folks listening because I feel like in conversations that I have with firms looking to make these transformations as well too and boost profitability, do more with less, right? Do well with the team they have, try to scale. They get overwhelmed when they start thinking about technology and tools and software and all these acronyms and stuff like that. But you can really boil it down to being pretty simple, right? I mean, you, the examples you gave, we're talking about spreadsheets, email, these things are ubiquitous. You're very, you're very comfortable, you're very familiar with all these things. And you probably spend a lot of time with them. Perhaps if you are a firm, you know, accounting firm, finance firm, whatever. If you add up how much time, like example you just gave, that you're dealing with filling out forms, using spreadsheets, working with email, that adds up to a tremendous amount potentially over a long period of yeah. time, right? Two hours a day and given like, let's say eight hour shift, you're about 25% of this person's time every day is going into doing this work. So if you're able to automate yeah. that and get even conservatively half that time back, like about an hour a day, which is dramatic, right? This is over the course of an entire team, over the course of a year. That adds up to tremendous amount of time savings, tremendous amount of cost savings, more than likely a significantly more accurate uh, process because the tech is doing it now as opposed to people, which, you know, boring, repetitive, time consuming, draining tasks like that can really uh, lend itself to being more error prone. And then on top of all of that, like you just mentioned towards the tail end of telling that story, you can now you don't just get that time back. You can reinvest it elsewhere, right? Like. Yeah. Finding more people that want to apply for loans, boosting your bottom line, right? Doing more with the team you already have, you can reinvest that time back into 
higher profit generating yeah. activity, right? So like yeah. it's a, yeah, it's like a win across like, the board. Right. You're exactly right. I'm glad you brought that up because you think about that now you have two hours of additional time for these long officers totally. that can focus on business development, right? So exactly. the impact of that is sometimes hard to uh, quantify early on, uh, but over time, I mean, it has a big, big impact. And and that's a lot of what we talk about as a company when we're, when we're sharing this uh, capability to our, our potential customers is, you know, there's, this is a great resource to employees, right? Oftentimes this can be looked at as, you know, um, yeah, I guess as a threat to certain positions and, and maybe to some extent it could be, um, but in most cases, um, this is much more of a resource provided to them so that they can focus on more mission critical work, uh, more value add to the organization. Um, you know, most most individuals we talk to don't want to be doing this type of work, right? It's not rewarding uh, or fulfilling. Um, and and it's it's just tedious. So we we sort of initially get this kickback, you know, this pushback a little bit. And then over time, when they realize, wow, this is going to be a great resource to us um, as an employee, this is going to be a great resource to me. Um, and I can do other things or, or frankly, I could be home, you know, a little bit earlier at the end of the day you know, that's when you get the buy-in from an organizational level. And I think it's important that, you know, we're talking to companies and leadership within companies. We help them understand how to position this, right? If you go in to a conference room of a hundred employees, right? And you said, hey, this summer, you know, we're going to have an intern or interns that are going to come in and, and help just take over some of your, you know, repetitive and mundane work. You know, who's interested in having an intern? Like, everybody's hand goes up, right? When, oh, I, was, when I, was I was working in, in, on Wall Street, I had an intern a few summers. It was a great resource. I was able to get yep. home a little bit earlier at the end of the day and not, you know, not nine o'clock at night, you know? So um, it was a great resource. And that's how I was, I took advantage of it. I, 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 I leveraged it. Um, and then when I came here, I started to realize, wow, a lot of this work that, you know, and if I look at my past experiences, if I had a bot to do, it would have been like a full-time uh, yep. uh, uh, intern, right? And so it, now flip the script a little bit. If you go back into that conference room with a hundred people and you say, Hey, we're going to, you know, have a company come in here and review your processes. And, and we have this bot that's going to learn what you do and, and take over some of that workload. Like who wants to sign up for that? Like right. how many hands go up? Right. Because now it's like, I don't, I <laughs> don't want exactly. to do my job. Like right. I'm, well, I'm going to train this bot to take over my, my job. Right. Uh, the reality is, is that that, that, that rarely happens and, and it's much more uh, viewed as a, uh, you know, as a, as a resource. And I think it's important how we approach our employees when we talk yeah. about it, because, um, you know, you really want them to see the value that we're trying to create, not only for the organization, but for them as, as well. Super well said. And that is a, that is a big roadblock mentally. I feel like for a lot of firms as well, too, that I talk with as well, where they see it as almost a threat. It's, yeah. it's anything but, right? It's just absolutely the wrong way to think about it. It's an opportunity to increase your leverage. One key distinction that I'll make that people, I think, get wrong in their head, and I don't know if it's Hollywood or the movie industry or whatever it is, it's like technology is not smarter than us, right? It's faster. And that's the key element. Like it's faster and it's more reliable. But in terms of building the process, the tech doesn't build the process. The people build right. the process. So right. like but that's your subject matter expertise, right? That's the knowledge from you as a knowledge worker. You need that. Like you can't, the technology is relatively powerless without the knowledge that you provide to it. So 
you gave a great analogy with the intern. I was thinking of it similarly. So as I'm like, everybody gets an assistant, right? Who wants an yeah. assistant? Wouldn't it be great if our 50 person team or whatever, we could immediately get 50 assistants, one for everybody, right? But would that be in the budget to be able to do so if we were hiring people? Would it even necessarily work because of how much time that is? Are there even 50 assistants that we could go hire in short order? Probably not, right? But having a digital worker or a bot or the opportunity to like train some automation software in order to be able to take over, like you said, the boring, routine, monotonous, error-prone work that probably the stuff you hate the most about your job. Why would you not want to give that up? And then you can do whatever you want with the time you get back, right? You're automatically capable of doing more with less and you can repurpose that into something more creative, more exciting, right? It increases the impact you can have at your firm, the value you're delivering for your organization or focusing on the work you're most passionate about. Or like you said, occasionally you could take the time back, right? Maybe your eight hour shift becomes six and now you're capable of doing more in six hours than you used to be able to do in eight. Yeah. It couldn't have said it better. You're exactly right. So Excellent examples and really helping folks, I think, get over some of these mental roadblocks and how they should think through better leveraging this technology and how it is going to help and really transform the industry, especially for those folks that are going to take take advantage of the opportunities they have in front of them to deploy it in ways to make a greater impact. I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about for the firms that are getting excited about this conversation. I hope they are. I know I am, <laughs> Is, uh, but I'm a little biased, of course. What should they be thinking about in terms of next steps? Like if they want to learn more, if they want to consider leveraging this tech at their firm, what's the best advice you have for them? Yeah, I think the, you know, obviously the first thing to start to do is your own due diligence. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, platforms out there. Um for us at Nividus, we, we feel like we've created some major differentiators in what we do. Um, so if I'll be a little biased here, I'll share a little bit about those because I think it's important. Um, so our platform is not just robotic process automation or RPA. What we've added to it is a full BPM platform or business process management really helps map out workflow and, and provide especially leadership insight or ways that they can analyze the process or you know, touch the process at different points and many different departments can engage with a BPM tool uh, throughout a process. Um, so it's a very powerful tool. Mostly it's enterprise, you know, tool um, widely adopted uh, with large companies. What we've provided is, is this capability to, you know, smaller businesses as well, or larger companies that don't have a BPM platform. So it's, it's embedded into our, into our tool and it's a very important component to it. In addition, we have a lot of AI and machine learning built into our product, and it's all proprietary. So we're not leveraging you know, IBM or Google to build our AI and machine learning capabilities. It's all embedded into our tool. So what you see is a lot of natural language processing capabilities, computer vision. Computer vision is a great tool when you're analyzing uh, documents. So we call that intelligent document processing, and that's, a, that's a, where we do a lot of business uh, on, on, on extracting data from documents. and computer vision is the same technology that you know your smartphone uses to recognize your face and open up your phone without having to go through a password or uh, autonomous vehicle would read a street sign using computer vision well that's built into our product so when we look at a document we can train a bot to extract data from that document no matter how it shows up on that form um, so that's crucial to our platform the in addition our platform is it 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 really provides sort of this out of out of the box solution but it's also built 
not just for enterprise, but also for small and mid-sized companies. And that's been a big focus of ours. A lot of the big RPA companies out there are focused on the Fortune 500, maybe the Fortune 1000, you know, where we feel like there's a huge opportunity to take the time and do due diligence with our customer base. And, and oftentimes that's smaller and mid-sized companies that are growing and scaling. So to your question, um, you know, I would encourage them to do some due diligence on what, what resources are out there. Uh, when it comes to, you know, identifying a few that you think would fit, you know, we, we always suggest to go through a demo, like see these bots in action, right? It adds a lot of clarity and it shows the capability on what, what these bots can do, especially when you have AI and machine learning and VPN built into it like we do. It really will cast this wide net in terms of capabilities. So what tends to happen after you go through a demo is you're starting to visualize in your head where this can be applied within your own organization. And then it gets a little bit tricky because what tends to happen is it's hard to figure out where the heck do I start? Like, yeah, I get it. I know I should be doing this, right? Like the numbers are there. According to Gartner, 90% of enterprise organizations globally are going to adopt this technology by the end of this year. And that number is going to triple by 2024. This is a, a, a $25.9 billion industry by, by 2027. So it's, it's heading there, right? Companies realize they need to deploy this. They need to, they need to adopt this. But the, the challenge is, especially for smaller businesses, is where and how. So what we do in our sales cycle is really help our customers figure out that question. You know, we go through what we call a discovery session, which is, it's a, it's a, we, we use a, if anyone's familiar with, you know, the different tools that are out there, uh, you know, like uh, Lean Six Sigma and things, we use a lean process that we just go through a brainstorming session where we're trying to look at what processes, if we automated, would have a big impact on the business, but also would have a sense of ease of implementation to it. So we can keep the cost down and build a really solid business case behind it. And I think that's, that's an, a crucial step because we funnel a handful of processes to identify one. Now, this is contrary to many companies that we compete with that are out there that are trying to sell as many bots to you as possible. We're, sort of, we're, we're doing the opposite. We're saying we're going to start with one bot and one process, and we're going to grow from there. So the goal is to identify a process that has a big impact on the business and a really solid ROI so we can build that business case. So what we're looking for is that process that, uh, you know, that, that fits that, that mold. And then once we have that, then we help you by um, reviewing the process. Oftentimes, it's as simple as recording uh, a, an employee going through the process. And from there, we can scope that out and give you an idea of what that would look like. Um, so I think to answer your question again, do your due diligence, you know, um, and then find a company that's going to walk you through this because it does take some some help. Um, and in most cases, if not all cases, it's rare that a company comes to us and as, as, you know, or after seeing a demo says, I know what we're going to start with. This process is the one to go. Well, when we go through that discovery session, oftentimes it's not the best starting point, but it's their knee jerk reaction. And, uh, and it's a good, it's good because a lot of times when you go through that session, you're now road mapping additional processes to, to automate down the road. So once you have that first process in place, and you see the value, you're starting to see the ROI. This is probably the one statistic I'm most proud of here at Nivitas. 90% of our customers have added additional processes 
as they move forward. So it's showing that we make a big impact enough where they say, okay, let's do another process and another process. We have one company just in the past, and it's a small company based on New Jersey. Um, they started off with one process about, you know, maybe 14 months ago. They're onto their seventh process. And by the way, all of that is being handled by one single bot. So it's pretty, pretty fascinating case study. Um, and it's been great to see how this company, you know, has, has figured out a way to, to create as much, as much uh, efficiency as possible by leveraging our tool. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty dramatic transformation, isn't it, right? And I really like the strategy that you guys are deploying where you're incorporating, you know, BPM, business process mapping, the uh, advanced tools as well too, if and when you may need them, it's great to be able to have those and proprietary to boot if in the event you want to keep everything in-house and not necessarily, you know, bolt everything together. So that's a nice advantage as well. But taking the discovery approach first, and then looking for the first best opportunity to start with, right? So that yeah. you can get a better idea what the technology is, what it can do, how you might leverage it. Like you just mentioned, the whole figuring out where I want to start. I'm sure people get excited about pointing and shooting, but then having your expertise, the expertise of your team to figure out, okay, well, where is the best place to start first, right? Not saying we won't get to that, but let's start here first because once set up, here's why you're going to receive more benefit focusing there first. And then, then that's perfect opportunity, right? Start with one instance, get acclimated to it, get a better understanding of what it could do for you. And then it'll help connect more dots in terms of how you think through everything that you do, right? And like you described for these clients of yours that have gained more traction, have applied it elsewhere, you start to think about your work differently, which is super interesting. You start thinking about how can I increase leverage? How can I do this? in less than half the time? How can I do 10 times more than I'm doing right now? These are conversations we were, were never having before. And it's only made possible by this tech now. So I like the process yeah. that you guys are taking. We do a very similar thing as well too, to start with discovery, to find out kind of where's the best place to start with, where you're gonna see, as I usually refer to it as maximum ROI or return on investment from making changes to that step. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crucial, and and uh, you know, and it helps de-risk this in a way too, right? By starting small, um, sure. it's not, you know, it, um, I think that's you know, anytime you're using a new technology, there's some, you know, there's some hesitation and, and maybe of maybe lack of conviction and and its capabilities. So we took things to another level too. We started a quick start program, which um, we're really excited about. This is it, what we'll do is we'll build out an entire process for you. Uh, we'll go through all the steps. We'll propose it. We'll, you'll know what the cost would be. Um, and we would actually build it, put it in production. So once it goes uh, past user testing um, and you say, okay, this is what, what we wanted you to build. Let's put it, let's go live. You have 30 days from that point to try it out. After 30 days, if it's not doing what you expect or you're not happy with it, you can walk away. We don't invoice you. Cool. Uh, there's no strings attached. Um, it's a great way to test this out. No other company I've come across is doing that, but we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. And uh, so far, it's been a very good decision, both for us uh, to get new customers and for our customers to get more comfortable and de-risk this for them. So um, that's something that you know we're excited about, not only starting small or willing to start small, unlike uh, many other companies out there, but then also even willing to let you try it out. It's amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. I really like that approach, right? Isn't like, Give it a shot and see how it works for you, right? Low on the commitment scale. Um, see if it delivers the results you're hopeful for. 
If so, then we'll find new exciting opportunities to expand from there. So love that okay. approach. Um, you mentioned demo, which I would highly encourage everybody to obviously do with you. Kind of learn more, see the technology in action, get your questions answered, that type of thing. Where can people go to connect with you or find out more about how to get a demo? Yeah, I, I would direct everyone to our website initially, um, uh, nividus.com, uh, N-I-V-I-D-O-U-S.com. Um, that's the, the, there's a ton of great content on our website. You can get access to um, a lot of case studies in your industry. You can get a ton of different information on you know, uh, just the industry as a whole and some of the statistics that I share today and, and how much this is a growing space. Uh, there's, there's, you know, webinars that we've done, podcasts, you know, all sorts of great content on there. So that's the first place I would direct. And the other is just shoot me an email. Uh, it's chris.hawn, H-A-W-N, at nividus.com. Um, I'll even give out my, my cell phone, uh, 610-247-6365. So shoot me a text message if you want to reach me that way. But um, we've got a, a bunch of uh, good people that are willing to you know, talk to you about what we do. But, um, you know, the demo is a great starting point because I think it's just a, a good way to, like you said, just you know, get to see it in action. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing, Chris. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes as well, too. Thanks for being here and sharing the knowledge with our audience, man. Very valuable stuff. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I, I'm I'm excited that uh, you invited me back on. I'm excited to hear your enthusiasm in, uh, in in this space. I know that you can create so much value for your customers by educating them on on you know ways that they can leverage this. But just strategy as a whole, I think that's what I've always had so much respect for you. You're a great thought leader when it comes to strategy, and and that's where we connected years back. And you know, I was like picking your brain. I think we've had more conversations about how you you know you. You know, I'm 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 trying to pick your brain on things we can do here as an organization better. Uh, so I leverage you as uh, you know to that extent. But it's it's uh, it's always great to you know have a friend that you can you can go to and get great ideas, and that's what you always share with me. So it's a pleasure to be on on this podcast, and I always love talking to you. Well said, my friend. Very kind words. Thank you for that. And likewise, uh, it's been an awesome relationship. I'm very excited to continue to work together and provide a lot of value for firms and just geek out about this tech and what it can do. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Chris. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Accounting Automation. I hope you found it valuable. I help accounting firms scale their profit exponentially without needing to hire any additional accountants. So if your firm is in growth mode and can't keep up, I'd love to talk to you more about how I can empower your firm to do more with less through automation and technology. To learn more, visit my website, nextstep.io, or email me, sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P, dot I-O. Hey folks, Sean here, and I want to thank you for engaging with my content and encourage you to sign up for my free five-day video email course called Bottleneck Buster. Bottleneck Buster is designed to show you how to boost the profitability of your firm without hiring. You'll learn where your firm is wasting time, how to get that time back, and how to reinvest it to drive greater profitability. Sign up for the course at bottleneckbuster.com.